0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots. I'm Jake Lancaster, an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. Hey,
1: everybody. I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon and chief medical officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital,
0: DeSoto. And today we're we're very honored to have Bob Nelson and Mario Tamayo talking about their book, Work Made Fun. Bob and Mario, welcome to the program. Thank
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Work made fun gets done
3: actually is the
0: work made fun of. gets done. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah.
1: I'm a big, I'm a big fan of uh, of, of David mm-hmm. Allen's uh, getting things done. But uh, sometimes it's 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 not all that fun. So I'm going to be interested in, in hearing about <laughs> your book. But to start off with guys, why don't you why don't you guys tell us a little bit uh, about yourselves, uh, what you guys do and, and, and where you guys are. Mario, we'll let you start.
2: Yeah, my name is Mario Tamayo. I'm uh, I've been a a uh, organization development consultant and a human performance uh, consultant since the late 1970s. And uh, I got into uh, fun work environments when I realized that I was going to have to work all my life in order to buy a house and uh, a car and take care of my my uh, college debt. And I figured, you know, if I'm going to be working that long, putting that many hours, I want to make sure what I'm doing is enjoyable. And ever since then, that's what I've been doing. And I hooked up with with Dr. Bob in 1988. Uh, So we've known each other for a long time. And uh, we've been working together for the better parts of, what, 30-something years to to help people not only become – more profitable and and uh, more productive, but also to keep their employees while they're doing it. Thank you, Mario. I'm Dr. Bob Nelson. I've got
3: a PhD in organizational development and human behavior. I did my doctoral dissertation on why managers do or do not recognize their employees. As simple as, as you can be, to thank people when they do a good job and I did a three-year study to find out exactly what's going on with that because most managers do not. And I've I've leveraged that into a book called A Thousand and One Ways to Reward Employees that has sold, is now in its 64th printing, has sold uh, over 2 million copies. Uh, Along the way, I've done uh, 30 other books and and do a lot of uh, uh, presenting consulting, have worked with over 100 hospitals and healthcare systems, including uh, several in, in Memphis. Children's.
0: Well, very example. nice. Yeah. Very nice to have both of you. Um I think all of us enjoy obviously working in in fun environments. And everybody's heard the expression, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Um so there is, you know, there's just common knowledge that having a, a fun, enjoyable work experience will, you know, is is obviously more beneficial to the employees, but uh, please elaborate a little bit more about um, you know what a fun work environment enables uh, an employer to do, you know as opposed to one that is, I guess more of the status quo. Well,
2: let me start let me start with one, and Bob, you finish up for me if you could. Um, uh, there was a study done uh, recently uh, from Fortune's 100 best companies to work for. And what they found, well, Bob, why don't you tell them what they found and I'll, I'll come back in a little bit later. Well,
3: they looked at it's for the, the list that they do every year uh, that the Best Place to Work Institute out of San Francisco compiles for them. And they, they have all their variables. One of them they asked about is Do you work in a fun work environment? And they, they found that for the companies, for employees that work for the companies that won, win that award each year, 82% say, yes, where they work, it's a fun place to work. And they compared that to the, or we compared that to the companies that applied for that award, but didn't win. And we saw a a sharp drop-off of uh, some uh, 60, 62% said that uh, only 62% said that that 20 point gap in that research um, on the topic of fun is, is really, uh, as we found a make it or break it in terms of having a great organization to work for or just an average one and also ran one. And so we just felt it was time to, to put a focus on this frivolous topic (laughs) yet uh, one that's so frivolous was so important. In fact, on the back of our book, uh, Inc magazine gave us a testimonial. They said, fun is frivolous. We know unless you want to attract and keep good employees. (laughs)
0: And the
2: the Deloitte uh, firm, said that uh, the decade of the 2020s is going to be the era of workplace fun. And the bottom line here is what everybody's saying is high performers are having the most fun and people who are having fun tend to be the high performers. It's the two sides of the same coin. So, yeah, that, that, go ahead.
1: No, that, that's what I was going to ask. Does and, and, and you answered the question. I'd like you to elaborate on a little bit. So having fun at work, has it is in direct proportion to to high performance is what you're saying
2: Uh, absolutely and and one thing that we learn from many companies is they're just not having fun just to have fun's sake thank you they're definitely having fun when they do things that they find are valuable for the company and it just so happens once they people do what they need to do and they have fun for it then everything else seems like it's fun no matter what. But they're it's, getting their jobs done and they're industry leaders, these these companies. Yeah,
3: so it's not fun in lieu of work. It's, it's fun along with work. And so catching people doing something right is a pretty simple one. And just thanking them for doing a good job uh, is overwhelmingly proven to be an important motivator. Uh, 67% of employees say that's their top motivator, actually, even above money. So uh, a simple thank you or or a um a group thank you or a celebration for a job well done there's so many so many variations that people can do in fact one of my biggest learnings in the whole project I did with Mario was because we interviewed just scores of people was that everyone seemed to have a a slightly different picture of what fun meant (laughs) you know so which kind of surprised me because you you asked me what's fun as well it's when you're laughing you know then you're having fun but you asked my wife that and and she says, no, no, if you if you get home from work at night and you did a good job, you got a lot done, that was fun. I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> everyone has a different version. And so and I think that's 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 great, because now we can encompass uh, by, by allowing other people to do what's fun for them. Let's do your idea this week and we'll do my idea next week. All of a sudden, it expands for
2: everybody. Now, one of the things we found when we did our research We've, number one, we found over 400 different ways, and these are real company ways that, where their people are having fun, and the vast majority of them are no-cost ways and low-cost ways. So it doesn't cost a company very much money, if anything at all, to allow and encourage their employees to enjoy their work as they're getting work done. Let me, let me give you
3: an example, because uh, you know, in the last couple of years, a lot of people have been spending a lot of time on computer screens and Zoom calls and whatnot, and and so a, a simple activity that you can do with any group, is, even if you're meeting on Zoom, is what I call a praise barrage, a praise barrage, and it's a very simple activity. it said hey, before we get into the agenda, I just want to go around our group here, and as I name some call someone's name, I like everyone else in the group to call out what they most value about working with that person. Let's start with Sam. Okay, now Betty. Now now Tony. And And Harvey. Yeah. Five ten minutes. And then Jake. And Jake, yeah. (laughs) Five, ten minutes later, you know, what do you have? You have people have gotten uh, specific feedback about things that they do well. Uh, two things, two things are going to happen. One, they're going to do those even better going forward, because you get what what's been recognized, you get more of. Uh, And then second thing, you're going to have a tighter team because they will have valued each other, and so they're going to think more as a team instead of being uh, segmented and siloed and, again, uh, caught up in politics or, or what, whatever things that people waste their time with.
2: <laughs> I, so, you know, when, I was going to say, you know, some companies are so, so serious about this that they have put vice presidents of fun up in their C-suite. Or have it as a core value. Right up, right up the, just northeast of you there in Raleigh, North Carolina, there's a design firm called Kimberly Horn, and they have a VP of fun. And then there's another company that we've worked with in Colorado, and in their values, their core values of the organization. Bob, how many is it? Not one, not two, not three. uh, Four different, uh, four of the core
3: values are different types of fun. So they're having
0: some serious fun. They are, and they're getting a lot of work done. And that's not an oxymoron, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, um, you know, you know, you, you've made a great case for for why a workplace should be fun because it leads to you know better work environment and better productivity. So I would imagine that every workplace or every employer would want to be a fun place for their employees to come to work. What keeps some i guess employers from being fun versus others
2: well you have to go to core values of each individual president ceo there are some people who believe look i had to pay my dues sweat equity and it was tough you get a paycheck that's all you need and that's the old way bob why don't you say a little more about this
3: that's absolutely true mario that so a lot lot love is is the the personality of the company tends to flow from the personality of its leaders and so if they're all saying "No, there's no place where we've got a serious business here there's no place for fun then then uh, they're going to frown on it and and discourage it and actually call people out if they try to have it this is no place to be silly you know. so you take a hospital it's like well we can't be serious we can't be having fun in the hospital well actually you can you know <laughs> and, and actually you're you're your patients will enjoy it more if you do, you know, uh, and 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 yet. So uh, a lot of times how how the business is defined by the leaders and its core values and, and whatnot play a big part of it.
2: Um, now, I must say that the trend is definitely getting better, a lot better. It used to be back in the old days when I first started off when I was born, uh, it, it, people were hired just for their hands. Their physical attributes come in move this do this and then somebody got smart and said you know what uh, we could get a lot more, more productive here if we allowed people to think on the job and do what they thought was best so then people started to bring their heads to work and we were hiring hands and heads and then in the last 30 years or so people have gotten a lot smarter and they said you know what We need to honor the entire whole person here at work. So they said, let us honor their spirit at work. Take care of the mind, body, and spirit here. And it's those folks that are finding their fulfillment through work. These are the folks that are staying engaged, and these are the folks that are allowing their companies they work for to be industry leaders because now we are hiring for head, heart, and hands. So if you take, for example –
3: healthcare and hospitals, you know, most people that are in healthcare, they, that was an intentional, intentional choice of theirs, that they wanted to be in a serving profession. And, and more than anything, Jake, Harvey, you, you are doing God's work. And, and yet in so many hospitals, as I deal with people, I see they're up to their eyeballs and, in government forms and inspections. And it's so it's easy to lose that spirit that, that people crave and they want. So uh, how, uh, and it's also easy to celebrate it. So I, one of the things I during the pandemic, we saw some great examples of this, the hospitals, when someone would, would check out of uh, being on a ventilator that, that they'd have, you'd hear them play. Here comes the sun and have the staff lined up to, to applaud them as they leave the hospital or in New York, New Jersey, where they came out every night at 7 PM and bang pans to thank healthcare workers. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. And it makes everyone feel good. And, uh, I think we need to work to keep it alive. I I'm a uh I'm a father of
1: five kids and and there have been times when the kids were younger where I said, "Okay, we're going to go have fun." And I I would load them up all in the minivan or whatever in the Suburban and and you know, we'd go do something and they would just they would hate it and that you know, for them it was not fun. And so how do you how do you deal with the the boss or the CEO who kind of from top down all of a sudden makes the dictum, "We're gonna have, we're gonna be a fun company," and whether you and like look, it or not. Whether you like <laughs> it or not. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, of That's course right. that, that that backfires. And in fact, one of the examples we have in the book is from a CEO who said that you know uh, that he was always each year a couple times a year he tried to do a you know a company wide event, and and it seemed like no matter what he did, he got that response. People were resentful and they didn't want to do it, and and so he had another executive do it, and same results, and finally he stopped pushing so hard on it. <laughs> and he said, who would be good at, at uh, organizing this event? And he found a millennial, a young person, and said, would you be willing to do this? And, yes, I would. And he loved it. And he, he used uh, tech tools to survey what people wanted to do and uh, to uh, scheduling and whatnot. And they, they did something they never did before, and people loved it. <laughs> you know? So I say, uh, go. So if, if you have five kids and they don't like what you're picking out, maybe you should start with saying, today's fun, fun time. What do you, what do you all want to do? That's fun. We should sure. do as a family sure. together. And is it the zoo? Is it the park? Is it, uh, you know, uh, doing go-karts, whatever it is, that's what we're going to do. And, and now all of a sudden they feel empowered and they'll get excited. And, and then if it's not fun, well, they, they picked it.
2: <laughs> and you know, they, they will start off with a few individuals, then they form a committee and they usually get a cross section of the organization and a lot of the a lot of times the smart committees will get a a uh, an executive sponsor who can who can lead the battle with them in the boardroom, and it works top uh, top down and bottom up, and they meet in the middle, and uh, they generally do things that are fresh. They don't just keep doing the same things; they're constantly changing, and uh, that's one reason why you have a committee. And Bob already mentioned what's fun for some. May not be fun for others. We have a, a you keep uh, it fresh. You got to keep yeah. it fresh
3: and keep coming to the well. There's the, the president of Belmont College out of Nashville. He did a, a year sabbatical where he visited high performing companies, and he came back and he said the number one thing he learned is that every place he visited was a fun place to work. People were excited. They were enjoying themselves, and he said we got to have more fun here. So he he promptly he promptly started a fun committee and he got volunteers and he said. You come up with what we do, and maybe you paid for a pizza, you know, once a month for them to to chat about it. But come up with ideas that we can do to keep things fun and to and to improve morale or to celebrate successes as, as it happens. And it had a huge impact on on the organization going
2: forward. And the the top rule of thumb for the, for all of uh, all of this in organizations is make sure that you make it safe and fun for everyone. And you know, you might ask, well. How do you know? How do you know what's fun for everyone? Well, you got to know. You got to get to know your employees. You got to have people who are deciding that know and have their hand on the pulse.
3: So you can't. So, for example, pranks don't work very well. It might, oh. you know, it might be funny for two seconds, and then someone's really bent out of shape because you know you gave them the bonehead <laughs> award or something. And uh, if I had some more support, I wouldn't have made that mistake. You know, and all of a sudden people are quitting. Uh, so you got to take it more seriously to say now we're only going to do things that everyone uh, can enjoy. We're not going to we're not trying to single people out or make anyone feel bad. So your your rule of thumb is if if someone might feel bad from it, pick something else, something else that's more inclusive and and more enjoyable. Doctor Mason, you had your hand up.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to go. I was going to de- defer to Jake. Go ahead, Jake, and then I'll I'll ask my question.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about. Um... Senior leadership, the CEOs, and their role in, in promoting fun. Uh, but what about the individual team level? Um, when I was rotating through you know, different rotations in residency, I had some incredibly challenging, hard rotations, but a very fun team that made me want to go to work. And then I had some that the, the work was maybe easier, less intense, but the team wasn't quite as fun. And, and it made the month uh, a little bit. You know, I was ready to leave at the end of the day. Uh, or, or, you,
3: or you had a couple of people that were sour or, or bitter yeah. for some reason. So, and yeah, you, you it really, you got kind of operate at all the different levels. In fact, we organized a book around things you can do in your own work, in your own tasks. Uh, for example, challenge yourself to see how fast you can do something that you don't really want to do to begin with, you know, and to make a game out of it. And then we have things you can do as, a, as part of a team and then the things that, that a leader of a team could do because they've got a little bit more authority. And then, as we've been talking about, some things that the organization can do uh, and organizations are doing now to keep this spirit alive and throughout the organization.
2: Yeah, Bob and I worked together <laughs> for about, what, was about eight years, Bob, and in the product development area. And uh, I think we got to be known. Our reputation was uh, when you come to work, you're going to get you're going to work hard, but you're going to play hard. And one of the things we did uh, had to do with uh, m- uh, movie afternoons. Uh, what we did is that after we made a major deadline, we, we closed shop for our entire team. We had 30-something people go to a movie theater, and we put a sign on the door of our office that said, uh, gone to a paleontology workshop, which <laughs> was true in part because we went to go see the debut of Jurassic Park.
0: That gotcha.
2: afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. and we continue to do things like that people look forward to them and uh they work and and i to be honest you know we would get some flack
3: from upper management about that because you just need another manager to say how come how come my department can't go off to, to move together and and we, they've got to be able to say well if you achieve the results that their department has maybe you can you know and, and use it as a as a lever to spark performance and and uh and not as uh well just because you know we lit them and we're not leading you it's it's uh it's an inclusive game so you want to invite people into it and that's why i say you know you can brainstorm ideas and hey this start with your idea and and next time we'll do my idea and and if that works we'll do it again or we'll try something different so you keep now, it fresh you can't just great, the same thing over and over
2: that's a okay. great idea bob i want to mention that because bob you've been doing that with all of your books here uh, These books are given to managers. The managers give the books to their teams and they say, hey, go around and initial the things that you would like to do. Hmm. And then after, you know, 20 minutes or so after the meeting, that manager now has the menu for for things to do that people value.
3: A a customized handbook from a a slate of of real life ideas to customized handbook to here's what my people are interested in. And then you can build on, on any of that
1: tell us how important it is you know not only to do fun things at work but but you know there's one thing to have boring menial work and then you just throw in some extra fun but how important is it to actually make the actual work that you're doing fun does it does that make sense
3: it it does make sense and it's it's critically important because we all have in in our jobs you all have rote and routine stuff that gets boring and and uh you, you've got to have a, a way to uh and, and we talk about that at length in the book on individual strategies people have and, and it and i was surprised at, at the diversity of, of great ideas some people say you know they they listen to music on earbuds and that that puts them in the state of mind to work on anything uh i, I in fact that one one woman told me actually she was uh uh, emergency room doctor out of Los Angeles, she said, You know, when I'm really challenged, I, I um, yo yo ma in, in 2015, he plays, he played a concert of of uh, of six concertos, um, a three hour concert he played uh, straight from memory to 8,000 people. And it's on the internet, it's free. And she goes, I, I put that on, and it's, you feel like, like God is moving through His hands, yeah. And so no matter where I'm working on, it takes a higher calling, and I, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like, like God's working through me as well. And and I, but I, after the interview, I immediately put it on, and she was right. You can't help but feel, you know, empowered uh, with that that type of energy. So whether it's that or uh, people shared their strategies that we captured on on how they can. Uh, there's a method. Uh, it's actually been labeled that. You, you set the timer for 20 minutes and you got something you dread to do. How much can you get done in 20 minutes? And you make a game of it. And, and, and you reward and,
2: yourself. Yeah, sure. you, have a, you have a popsicle, you take a walk, you, you call a friend. <laughs> so you know, it's, all about, the, Counts, it's yeah. all about the mindset here. Uh, and one person that works for our publisher, she did something very, very small. And all she did was take her to do list and she re- renamed it the fun list. And so I just changed her whole mentality on it, and she says, oh, "Now I get through the the day, and I don't, I don't, I don't look at it as much as, as you know, trudging work." Well, you sure. think about of things that you get to do,
3: not things that you have to do, and that's yeah. a
2: big difference. Yep, yeah. takes you from being a victim to being empowered and doing what you want and interpreting it the way you want, driving mm-hmm. your
0: own boat. So you know. You've come up with a lot of great ways to promote fun, but what about maybe there's people within the environment that uh, aren't on board with the plan? You know, some of those sour individuals, you know, I'm thinking Toby uh, Flinderson from the office type folks that, <laughs> that uh, are the fun police, uh, so to speak, you know, how do you get them involved and uh, on board with this changing culture?
3: First first of all, I realized that whatever behavior you're getting from people they're being rewarded for it they are getting recognized for it and some people they get their claim to fame in the office as they're the the biggest complainer they're the person that calls out the the thing that management's doing that's holding them back and and people yeah you're right you're right and and so they they are getting accolades for the behavior you're getting from them so you've got to change that conversation and and so that uh, that's no longer happening and and initially. You know, you can't force people to change. Usually <laughs> it's got to be their choice, but you can talk to them and say, hey, you may not be aware, but uh, I, I was really hoping you'd be on my team to <laughs> help us get our goals done. And you seem to be a drag on it instead. And and uh, it's working against us. And I can't force you to change, but it would sure mean the world to me if you did. And And, you know, if you find out later that they, you know, laughed at the conversation with someone else you have a different conversation. <laughs> and you say, you know, if, you, if, if your behavior doesn't change in the, in the next, you know, uh, uh, to your next review, you won't begin to raise next review. No, everyone gets a raise. Well, not you, because, because uh, I'm calling you out. And, and this is, is too important. We can't have the hauling ha- anchor along in our department and expect to have the same quality of work. And so uh what you bring to the party in terms of your your energy. And if it's someone that's been there a while, you know, we need you. We you have the experience, we need you, the, the younger people are looking up to you. We need you to to help. I don't care what your position title is, we need your help to to bring it to a head, to make us do or help us do our best. And so and I've done that. I've done that before and, and I tell you what. Someone gets a zero percent increase, and one of two things will happen: they will quit, <laughs> and your problem solved, or or they will <laughs> they will stay and they will turn it around. In fact, I had someone I won't mention their name, but someone that Mario knew <laughs> that that we worked with, and I I said I did what I just told you, and, and she for the first time said, "What exactly are you expecting from me?" <laughs> go, okay, now we're talking, <laughs> because I, I'd said stuff before, but nothing sunk in until she heard. She wouldn't be getting an increase, and she and um, that changed the the formula for it. So you got to be serious about it. You can't if you condone it, you're you're actually encouraging it. If you're a leader.
1: Sure. Um, before we started talking uh, recording, we were we skip and mentioned the Great Resignation a little bit with with COVID and things that have have happened and you know turnover in, for companies is a tremendous cost and 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 these companies that embrace you know making the work fun do they see a much much less um rate of turnover compared to others and and, and my my the second part of my question is you know with with this new generation of of people and young people who are who are coming out in the workforce are we going to have to fundamentally change the way we we do our business at work because, you know, they they Expect. don't want de- they don't want delayed gratification. You know, they, yes. they want it right. You know, Jack, you know, well,
2: quick I, 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 to I your did question. 30 years
1: of school and, you know, I, <laughs> but I, I knew what was going to what was coming. But but they want it right
3: now. how How, how do we yeah. deal with that? Well, it's a couple of different questions, but the answers are yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> they, they, for for um, the younger generation does expect to have more fun at, at work. Uh, surveys say that 59% of them rank that as a priority. Uh, some, be, and only, you know, um, 88% say money isn't their top priority. So that's a huge shift right there, you know, from previous generations. Uh, so it is it is uh, expected. In many ways, um, they... You know, uh, the younger generation—they—they they maybe have have uh, been coddled some by their parents who wanted to make life easy for them, and maybe as a disservice. So uh, we, we have to help them see the value of of uh, doing a good job and being part of a team, and the and the customer and the patient, their needs and the priority of that. Because they, they probably didn't learn much of any of that in school. In fact, I had one one person tell me that the definition of millennial uh, is is uh, college plus paycheck. So they want to have the same freedom and looseness that they had <laughs> in college, but they want to get paid as well. So uh, it, maybe it's unrealistic, but um, you, you can have the serious conversations with them to show the things that they want are achievable through us doing a good job together and for the patient and as a team. And they're an important part of that. Um, the, but to, to mention you know I I've worked with 80% of the fortune 500 just to give you one example I worked with Disney for 15 years Disney is a um for most of their employees uh low pay uh, positions and yet in uh Walt Disney World in Orlando Florida uh, we're we're in the Mario, stop that. in the, in the in the central corridor of Florida the average turnover rate is 159% a Ooh, year wow. At Disney, it's 11 percent because they are focused on having fun. It's the happiest place on earth. I, I've met people that have moved to Orlando because they had to work for Disney just to be oh. part of that. It didn't matter what they what they did. So they they and they promote them being ambassadors for Disney. And and uh, so it and they they do a lot of recognition. They have over 250 recognition programs and tools from tokens that you can get a you know bag of chips for to their partners award and everything in between at all at team levels individual levels uh and so the act of thanking people recognizing them having fun drives all their success
1: well guys we we would love to sit here and uh and chat all day but unfortunately we're going to have to have to come to an end uh Bob and Mario, once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, the name of the book is "Work Made Fun Gets Done" by Bob Nelson and Mario Tamayo. And 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 Bob, tell me the the title of, of your book: "A Thousand and One Ways to Reward Employees."
3: Now, in <coughs> a thousand and now ways in a to new edition, fifteen hundred and one ways to reward employees, which ah. is available uh, wherever books are sold. Also, on all my books are on my website, which is uh, www.drbobnelson.com. Uh, so, um, and all, all available at discounted prices. So, um, if you can't find it at your local
2: bookstore, you can get it directly from us.
0: Great. Well, thank you both so much. This has been really fun. Thanks a lot. guys. Good
2: to meet you both. Thanks for having us on and uh, we wish you the best and good health to all of you.
0: Thank
3: you.